אך אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שאוכל נעשה לקדוש עם השם בארץ ומה ובפחד רבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחל ומלכו חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגננו וכל ישראל אמן. עכשיו בעזרת השם We left off at the word Perush It's going to be the third part of Torah Chav Aleph We have two more uh, lessons today and then tomorrow Bezrat Hashem until we finish off the, the Torah So we'll start off here at Perush Perush It's going to be an explanation Because it's explained above That through the screaming One merits, merits to give birth to the intellect As we talked about From their concealment Whenever the intellect is in concealment, one has to scream either in Torah and Tefillah to bring out that birthing of the intellect. And through sanctifying the seven apertures of the face, the seven candles, one merits to bring those outer intellects within the mind. Because one needs two things in order to attain for the perceptions of holy da'at. To attain holy dad, one needs two things. The first thing one needs to do is to bring or to give birth to the intellect. Because as we talked about above, sometimes the, the, the mind and the shefa eloki, this godly shefa, is in concealment. And for this you need to scream in order to bring them out, to birth, to give them birth. And afterwards, the second thing, when the the mind or the intellect, the dat is is um is birthed, meaning it's in revelation. There's still this aspect of the dat, the penimi, the inner dat, the thing that which you grasp, makif, and the thing which you don't understand. Those things which are outer outer lights, the things that you don't really have a grasp of. And for this, one needs to sanctify the seven. Candles, in order to bring those makifim, those outer intellects, and that shefa elokim, because they're the same idea, lifnim within the mind, and to make that makif into a penimi, an inner intellect. Look over there, uh, look over there well, and you'll understand this. And this is the explanation of the verse, nachamu nachamu. Be consoled, be consoled. Meaning to merit those outer intellects. Which is the, the perception of that that we talked about. The, the aspect of that knowledge, which we said is the essential aspect of con- consolation. What's consolation? It's that. Because the only reason why we're in Galut that we talked about earlier, all the suffering, all the Yisurim we have, is because of the lack of that. So the Nechama, the consolation, is that we have that. How does one merit the da'at, which is the essential consolation? It's through what? The two aspects that we mentioned about Shem Tzaka. One is the scream. That through this one gives birth to the outer light. And the second thing is to sanctify the seven lamps, seven apertures of the face, the ears, the nose, the eyes, the mouth. Through this one brings those makifin within. And this is what it says, Yomar Elokechem. Says your God. Yomar? What does it mean, says? Hanu Bechinat Amira Bechashai. Says is the aspect of saying quietly. As it's brought down in the Zohar, as we talked about earlier, Shezeo Bechinat Shemen. This represents the oil, Shehu Bechashai, which is what? Bechashai, which is quiet. 
כי מה שכתוב בזוהר זה brought in the זוהר. Now, because we, the, the explanation, whenever we were bringing that, the פסוק that Rabbeinu was bringing down earlier, it wasn't very clear. Now, Rabbeinatan is coming to, to clarify. Rabbeinu is coming to clarify what Rabbeinu wrote earlier on this idea of Amira Bechashai, saying quietly, what does that have to do with oil? So now, when wine raises its call, when Yain raises its call, but what? But oil pours quietly. Meaning wine, my bad, wine raises its voice. It raises its kala, which is its voice, the shemen v'chashai, but oil is quiet when it pours. So the aspect of quietness, saying quietly, is the aspect of oil. And what's the oil? It's the seven lamps we talked about. The oil represents the seven lamps, because the seven lamps were created from this oil. You pour oil into the lamps. When it says, Elokechem, your God, this represents Elokim la Arama Kala. This is what Arama Kala raises its call. This is representing wine. Elokim is Arama Kala, which is what? Tse'aka, the scream. So what did we talk about? It's these two aspects. The Tse'aka, the scream, is to give birth to the Da'at. And then what? There's still this aspect of Penimi and Makivdo. So what do you have to do? You have to sanctify the seven lamps, which is the oil, um, which allows the Makifim to come within. That through these two aspects, one merits attaining those makifin, the perception of these makifin, which is what? Which is attaining the perception of this holy dat, which is what? The essential consolation. And it says in the verse, What is Nachamu? Nachamu, the first Nachamu is makif. It's the makif, it's the surrounding light. And what's nachamu, the second nachamu? Makif and makif. It's the light, it's the surrounding light of the surrounding light. As we saw above, um, Rabbi Nuh mentioned this earlier. But now, we continue. Kol ha'inyan hanan. This entire subject that we just mentioned. Which is brought in short on the verse, nachamu nachamu in his holy writing. This is Rabbi Nathan saying it. Um, this is Rabbi Nathan speaking for Rabenu. Meaning in Rabenu's holy writing, I heard from his holy mouth himself a little bit of a uh, an explanation of greater detail. And I wrote it down as I heard it. This is why I'm not preventing myself from publishing it and writing it down right now. Meaning Rabbi Nathan is going to add. At the beginning, he began to speak about the subjects of life and death. Rabbeinu answered and he said, Between life and death, there is no difference except for the measurement of one cubit. That now a person dwells here, and afterwards, meaning after he passes away, he dwells over there. Describing what happened at that point when Rabbeinu was saying this. Rabbeinu pointed his hand to the cemetery. And afterwards he began to say this entire, this entire idea. 
eternal life, etc. As we saw above, that one who merits true dat, true dat specifically, Rabbi Nathan emphasizing the word amiti, true. To know Hashem, your, His Creator. There's zero difference. There's no difference at all between when He's alive or when He's dead. Because He's still attached, completely bound to God in His life and His, and his death. The only difference is that now in His life, His dwelling place is here, and afterward His dwelling place is over there. And then afterward, I heard this entire idea, and this is what it is. So now Rabbi Natan is going to add what he heard from Rabbeinu. So let's see what he says. On this idea of Eternal life only belongs to God. Because He lives eternally. Rabbi Natan says, But the person who is encompassed within God, within His source, meaning within Hashem, He also lives an eternal life. Why? Because he is encompassed within God's oneness. And he's one with Hashem. And because Hashem lives eternally, he too lives eternally with God. And similarly, there's no perfection except for God. God is perfect. Other than God, everyone is lacking. And anyone who is encompassed within Hashem, he also has perfection. And the essential encompassment in which one becomes part of the one meaning in, within God. How does one do so? Through the Da'at. Through knowing Hashem, the knowledge of God. As the Chacham said in the Kuzari, if you were to know Him, you would be Him. If you know Him, you are Him. Meaning knowledge of Hashem makes you like Him. Because the essence of Adam, of man, is the intellect, the Sechel is is the brain. And this is why, wherever the mind is focused, Sham Adam. That is where man is entirely there. The entire person is there, wherever his mind is. Here Rabbeinu is explaining something huge, which a lot of people begin to understand today because it's becoming more revealed. But Rabbeinu already revealed this long ago. This idea that wherever man's thought is, a person is there. The Rabbeinu explains in Sikhot Aran, the highest faculty in a person is the mind. It's so powerful. And as you go up the body, it has more strength. The arm can have more strength than the legs. It can throw something further than where the leg, then the leg can kick something. As Rabbeinu explains in Sikhot Aran. And it goes up and up to show you that the mind, being it's the highest matter of the man, it's the most powerful thing that a, ha- that a person has. The mind. And wherever your mind is focused, that's exactly where you are. You are literally there. And when you know and you attain this knowledge of Hashem, He is literally there. He is literally with God. The more he knows, He's encompassed more within his root. Meaning within God. And all those things which a person lacks, whether it's livelihood or children or health, and all the other lacks. Everything is within a lacking of the mind. And there are those who are completely lacking in knowledge. And nonetheless, they still have all the good in the world. But the truth is that all that they have, even though it seems like it's all good, it amounts to nothing. 
It is absolutely nothing. The same is true of the opposite. The one who is perfect in that, but he has lacks, he is lacking things. The truth is, the lack is nothing at all. If you have that, if you have that awareness, what are you lacking at all? And if you are lacking that, what have you acquired? Because the essence of lacking and perfection is all dependent upon how much that um, a person has. And the same is true of anger and cruelty. This is because one lacks that. As it says in Kohelet, anger dwells in the bosom of fools. It rests in the bosom of the fools. This is why a person who's sick, he's a kasan, he's angry, because he's under the influence of dinim judgments. Because judgments are resting upon him. And what do dinim represent? Dinim are mochin dekanut. They're constricted intellect. Whenever an intellect is low, whenever there's not much that, and this is why he's in kas. Meaning, what is dinim? Din, a judgment is because there's a lack of that there. Because what did he say? That, that is what, it supplies all the lacks. It, it, there is no lack when you have that. So all the suffering, all the yusurim we talked about, all the galut, is all because we have a lack of that. So all the dinim, is because there's a lack of that. But now that you have that, there's no anger, etc., etc. And in the future, in the time to come, that will be revealed and everyone will know Hashem. And the earth will be filled with knowledge of God. And this is why anger will be completely nullified. What does it say in the verse? The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall live with the kid. The farah, the cow shall live with the bear. They will shall neither harm and they shall neither destroy and the earth will be filled with Da'at of Hashem. Meaning there's no anger between these two, these these creatures which should, which normally, naturally today, they have anger but in the in the future time whenever there is going to be Da'at, that even the animals are going to have some sort of Da'at of, of a knowledge of Hashem, then all the anger, all the animosity between them is going to be completely nullified. Because the only reason why now it's impossible for a wolf to live with a lamb is because of the trait of anger. But in the future, everyone will be able to live together. Because the, the, the anger will be completely nullified to the da'at that will be revealed at that time. And in the future, everyone will know Hashem. Even the Goyim, even the other nation. And the earth will be filled with that. But the knowledge which they will have then, the Goyim will have, it's going to be possible for us, the Jewish people, to know and to speak of this da'at that they have. But the da'at that we will possess, the Jewish people will possess, it is presently impossible to speak of such a thing. Meaning now we can speak of such a dat of theirs. Meaning even the Jewish people can understand the dat that the Goyim will attain um, at the time of the, at the time of the, um, in the future. But 
even the, the, the that that we will attain, it will be impossible presently, not right now, to speak of such a thing. Because right now it's in the aspect, the dat is in the aspect of what makifim, surrounding lights, meaning it's not graspable, you can't grasp it. It's not understandable. Because all the perfection or the good, the good things that the goyim possess, that the other nations possess, the truth is, it amounts to nothing. As we talked about above, if you have a, if you have if you lack that, what have you acquired? And on the contrary, all the and on the contrary, all their greatness and all their goodness that the goyim possess, it's actually all for our good. It all belongs to us. And at the time in the future when the earth will be filled with da'at, that even the goyim will know Hashem, then they will understand that all the, the greatness that they had possessed once didn't even belong to them at all. It was actually all ours and all our goodness. As we brought the verse in Tehilim, this idea that then the Goyim will say, Hashem has made great, Hashem has done great things with these. Hashem has done great things with us, right? As it said in the verse. Meaning what? That all the greatness that Hashem had done with us in this world, meaning with the Goyim, the Goyim will say this, that all the greatness that God had done with us, the Goyim, God actually did great for them. Meaning it wasn't even belonging to us, it was for the Jewish people. Because the, all the greatness, all the power belonged to us, was belonging to Israel, because it was all for our good and our our greatness. And then they will understand it with this da'at and this perception that they will attain in that time to come. Then they will understand this when they attain that da'at. But for us, this knowledge is going to be something so simple and such a laughable thing. Because our da'at is going to be so great. And this is what it says. Our mouth will be filled with laughter. What does that mean? Meaning all the, the da'at and the attainments that they had attained. It's going to be a laughable matter for us. Because our da'at is going to be so big. And this is why in the and this is why. In the future, they will live an eternal life. We will live an eternal life. Because in the future, the doubt will come to revelation. And we will all be encompassed in Hashem. This is why it says in the Gemara, On that day, Hashem will be one and His name will be one. What does that mean? But now the Gemara asks, His name is not one and He's not one? Meaning, what does it mean on that day? Meaning, right, what about right now? He's not one? What does the Gemara answer? Now we bless on that which is bad. Blessed is the Diana, I met the truthful judge. And those things which are good, the good, and the one who bestows good. 
But in the future, we're only going to bless Hatov and because everything is going to be so... We're going to have so much that we're going to realize that everything is good. Because in the future, when that is revealed, we will know that there's no evil at all in the world. There's no bad at all. Everything is good and all is one. It all belongs to Hashem. This is amazing stuff. And all the the galut, the exile, is only because we lack that. This is why I have exiled my nation, for they lack that. But now Rabbeinu explains, this is why the, the exile from Egypt was through Moshe Rabbeinu. Because Moshe represented, he was the aspect, the manifestation of that. And you shall know that I am Hashem, who, who brought you out from under the subjugation of Mitzrayim. Meaning, and you shall know. Meaning, the not, it's the da'at, the knowledge that we know Hashem that brought us out from that subjugation. Because the essence of redemption comes through da'at, comes through knowledge. This is what we're going to stop today. We're going to finish off the lesson next class. But um, take these words to heart and study them very well. review Because... Rabbeinu is explaining awesome secrets and tremendous, tremendous etzot as to, to really become encompassed within Hashem, to, to attain a level of almost this idea of uh, uh, to live as if you're in the world to come, as if in, you're in the time of Mashiach already. There's, uh, there's many stories where, where Rabbi Yisrael Karduner, people would ask him about the Mashiach and Rabbi Yisrael Karduner, the teacher of Rabbi Yisrael Dovodesel, the one who got the Petzek, he would answer, Rabbi Yisrael Karduner would answer, he'd say, but my Mashiach is already here. Meaning, with Rabbeinu at Tzadik, who can bring so much da'at into us, the Ikar of the Mashiach is all about da'at. And if you have that da'at, then it's as if you're living the life of the Mashiach before he even comes. It's as if you're living in the time of the Mashiach. So for Rabbi Sadiq, for Tzadikim like this, for Rabbeinu, Mamash, the Mashiach was already then. But it, it's about channeling the da'at because that's what the, the Inyan of Mashiach is. The entire aspect of the Mashiach is all this Da'at. So may we really have the merit to bring in this Da'at and to truly attain this Da'at, to bring those Makifin within, to scream in order to bring that Da'at into birth, to apply the advice of Rabbeinu um, as he speaks about it in this lesson.